It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. David, how are you? Tony, what's going on? Nothing, as we're just kind of playing out the rest of the season here, but we know how big these games are for someone like yourself where you're bringing up these certain players, you're evaluating these players. Just talk about from a front office standpoint how important these games are for guys to put that final impression in your mind as we head into the offseason. Well, I think Cots always likes to say you're always playing for something, and, and there's no doubt that there's a lot of guys on the roster right now who are uh, playing to stay in the big leagues, playing to make an impression, playing to make the roster for next year. Um, I mean, it's kind of fitting. I'm, I'm in the Phoenix airport right now, heading back from instructional league, and uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that long ago some of these guys were, were down here as part of this program. So you've seen how we bring up, you know, some of the young guys this year and given opportunities. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know, the, the record is what it is, but there's a lot, a lot, you know, on that 28 man roster right now to play for. You know, Mark was recently on the Mark Kotze show talking about speaking with the guys at instructional league where he wanted to leave them with a message saying, you may think you're a long way away, but you really aren't a long way away. Do you try and have that same message with these guys down in Arizona? Yeah, it's, it's very true. I mean, if, if there's anything we've learned this year, you know, with, with a lot of the roster movement, with the opportunities that guys have gotten, is that, uh, is that you're never that far away from the big leagues. And, and you know, whether it's double-A, triple-A, wherever you are, we're watching. Uh, I think Mark wanted to get that message across that we, you know, we, we're watching every night. If we're, if we're not on MILB TV, we're, you know, we're texting with the coaching staff and the Rovers who are there. We're reading the game reports the next morning. And, um, you know, I, I don't think we've frankly had a manager uh, as involved as Mark is in keeping track of the minor leagues and communicating with the staff down there and actually communicating directly with the players. I know, you know, I know a lot of our minor league players have gotten calls from him in the last month or two letting them know that he, you know, he's reading the reports and, and keeping an eye on them because, you know, we've, we've shown that, that anybody at this point, um, you know, if you perform, you're a candidate to be in Oakland. Yeah, and that's one thing that, that I've always appreciated being around this for as long as I have been. It's like, you know, it's not this traditional, oh, he's blocked, he's never going to get a shot. I mean, it doesn't matter how you acquired the guy. It doesn't matter if you drafted him, you signed him, you traded for him, however you got him. Once they get here, they perform, they're going to have an opportunity. Just how big is that to be able to say that, to these younger guys, and also to be able to say that to guys you sign who are free agents. Yeah, well, it's really impactful when I think when it comes from the manager, um, because there are a lot of places where you know the manager's focused on the major league team. Understandably, he's got he's got his hands full day to day, 162 times, and there's a lot going on around him. But, but like I said, I've been I've been impressed with how tied in Mark has been in the minor league system and how passionate he's been about doing things a certain way from top to bottom so um so it is a, it is a message that ed sprague can give to these guys at instructs it's a message that we can go out in the minor league free agent market the major league free agent market and say like there's you know there's an opportunity this is always 
always been a meritocracy uh, here in Oakland. You talk about it doesn't matter how you get here, and you you know you obviously look at the team out on the field, and there are you know there are guys who were drafted and made their way through our system, which uh, we're always very proud of. But there are also guys who were signed as minor league free agents, and in, in Jared Koenig and Dermot Garcia, there are guys who were traded for. And, uh, you know, and Waldachuk and Sears and all are in the rotation. And it takes, you know, it takes every one of those guys to put together uh, any any major league team. And, and as you've seen with the successes in the past, there, there certainly are playoff and championship teams put together through all those legs. Do you think that's something from a, a we talk about the new style managers, these guys that are coming uh, up now into the big leagues, that they will be more, in touch with what's going on in the minor leagues, you see that this is going to be a part of the future of a manager's responsibilities. You know, I, I can only speak for our own experience, and and I think a lot of it for Mark comes from his his journey uh, through the big leagues. You know, he's not a guy who spent a lot of time in the minor leagues. He was obviously a, a star coming out of Fullerton, a first round pick. Got to that Marlins big league team very quickly when they won the World Series in '97, um, but then he also, you know, experienced kind of exactly what we're going through right now in his first year in the big leagues with the Marlins team that, uh, you know, that traded a bunch of pieces after they won the World Series. And I think he, you know, he really believes that all the things he experienced in his career, winning, losing, injuries, being traded, these are all things that he has to, to pass on and to teach and, um, and it goes all the way through the system. You know, when I think about your system right now, the only people playing are triple a, and there's a lot of great stories going up and up there. I don't want to ask you about every single player, but when I look at Soderstrom and how he continues to thrive, Geloff is thriving with power, Kevin Smith, it's great to see. I don't know what happened to him and why he fell off so much, but he's really finishing strong there. Can you just talk about some of the really good stories that are going on with the Aviators right now? Yeah, they, uh, you know, they finished up this afternoon uh, against Sacramento, and uh, I think Tyler just missed out on his 30th homer and Geloff missed out on his 20th uh, on the season. But both those guys came up and, and got a little taste. And, you know, Mason Miller also was there. Um, but Smitty, Kevin Smith has really been the story there over the last month. I, you know, I'd be shocked if he's not AAA player of the month in September. Just really turned his season around. And it was obviously, you know, a rough, a rough go for him in the big leagues with us. He had some expectations coming off that trade. And just never quite got going with the bat, um, and it really took a long time in AAA for him to work through, work through some things and make some mechanical changes to get back to where he was in AAA last year. And uh, and man, did he have a great September! I think you know 10, 10 homers, I think, in a month, a couple couple games where he hit for two homers apiece, and really exciting to see him finish the way he did and, and sort of do what we what we thought he might when we made that trade. Now back to the big league level, and I think about really since August, but we'll stay with September. Seth Brown has just been phenomenal. And what we have seen from him, the powers there, obviously the eight home runs in September. But 
we're seeing more contact. We're seeing more hard contact. We're seeing batting average. He's hitting almost 300 this month. And, you know, for all the people that hate batting average, when you do hit for average, that means everything, all your numbers go up. So not just, not just the power, but everything else has gone up for him. He's been so versatile that he even got him playing in center field. Just talk about this second half for Seth Brown. He's really developed as, uh, as, frankly, one of the leaders on the team. And I know Mark has relied on him and talked to him a little bit about stepping into that role. But, um, but you know, the, you don't get to that, that spot without performing first. And, and that's what he has done. Uh, I mean, you mentioned batting average. He really has put the ball in play more. I think he'll probably be uh, one of the guys to benefit the most from the shift rules that are coming in next yeah. year. Um, we've known the power is there. Um, and he's performed against left-handed pitching, too. I mean, when you perform, you get opportunities. And he's earned the right to stay in the lineup against left-handers at times. And he's really, you know, he's really grown in that way. So it's it's been fun to watch the second half. And we saw it a little bit at the end of last year. And then uh, the second half seems to be his time. I know, I know a lot of this coincided with the birth of his child. And a lot was made of, uh, of the power he showed after that. Hey, whatever it takes, you know, Seth is – He's done a great job in the second half and really, you know, put him in position to be, you know, one of the, the guys we're excited about returning next year. We saw Jordan Diaz hitting double A. We saw him hitting triple A. I know he's 22, but I said, let's see him. If he fails, you know, he's going to start in triple A next year anyway. Are you surprised at all how much he's hit so far? <laughs> he sure he's found a way to find his hits for sure. Uh, no, I'm not surprised because that's his game. He's, you know, he's going to be aggressive. You know, I think we saw in that first game against Houston, he swung at eight of the nine pitches that he saw his first night in the big leagues when a lot of guys are, are hesitant and, and sit back a little bit. That wasn't who he was. And uh, he's going to go out there and make contact. And, uh, and he's taking advantage of this opportunity, which is exactly what you want for, from a young player. You don't want a guy sitting in there taking pitches, hoping he, hoping he walks or hoping – you know, he, you know, he finds a way on base. Jordan's gone out and grabbed it, uh, and it's been really fun to watch. You know, Connor Capel, when I was reading about him, you know, it made me think of like when I was a kid watching ESPN and the College World Series as, you know, his father. I didn't know his father, but I sure knew Roger Clemens and Calvin Chiraldi back on that national championship team and the Rockets' his godfather. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then I'm watching him play, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know what happened in St. Louis, but this guy does not look overmatched. He looks competitive. I know the stats are really good early, but he looks competitive. You know, what have you seen so far in him, and what do you think his future could be? I think we're, you know, he's in a similar situation to Jordan, where he got an opportunity and he came out, came out swinging, and uh, and he made some hard contact, he made some good plays in the outfield. He obviously, like you said, he's got, you know, the bloodlines. His dad was a great pitcher as part of those Texas teams, and um, and you know he. he He's a guy who you take a chance on on waivers because someone else runs out of 40-man spots, uh, and you hope you know you hope they take advantage of it. And it's been, you know, he's had a couple really good nights, a couple big hits, and earned himself some playing time down the stretch, and certainly earned himself uh, a chance to stay on the 40-man roster. 
you guys have been phenomenal at this, where you kind of you take a guy that someone else doesn't need or there's some reason why he's not going to end up making it in the big league roster. You have found so many guys that have had a little taste or about to have a taste. I could just rifle off from Brandon Moss to Mark Canada, all these guys. Why is it that you play and you find guys and guys that can be very competitive and win a lot of games for you. Why do you think you've done so well in this space? Well, there's a few things. I, I think we do a really good job. Our pro scouting staff who covered these guys all season. They know they're out there looking for exactly what you just said, guys who need an opportunity, who, need, who just need a chance. Um, they do a great job scouting. Our, our group in the office, you know, breaks guys down. We're not afraid to take chances. Um, as a group, and, and you know, I'll give a lot of credit to, you know, to the analysts in our office. You know, Pike, Sam, David, Ben. You know, all these guys are, are willing to put their sort of neck out there to, to say, let's you know, let's put in a claim, let's make a trade. Um, and then we have the opportunity. Right? You know, like I like I've been saying all along, you, you got to have the at bats, you got to have the chances and, and the patience to let guys, uh, you know, let guys take their chance. And and then yeah, that's how you end up with, you know, players who end up sticking here for years. And, and the names you came up with, there's some, some really good ones, some guys who contributed to playoff teams. And you hope that the guys who are here now getting some more opportunities turn into that. You know, when you're the leader of the franchise, you know, sometimes you, you got to play a little rah-rah and you got to keep everybody's dauber up. So, you know, when we're talking to you about this season, obviously I know how competitive you are. I know you hate losing, but give us a positive about this season, something that that you see some growth and you say, you know what, I understand what the record is, but going forward, this is something we can hang our hat on. Oh, I mean, there's no shortage of those, Chris. You're, I mean, you're right. The, the, the losing is not fun and there have been some rough nights and games that we thought we should win, and, and, and that's been rough, but there – I mean, honestly, I don't think you have enough time on your program for me to list the positives. Um, and it starts with the manager. I think Mark has done an outstanding job this year. He was put into an incredibly difficult situation um, for his first time managing um, with a group of guys that he knew was going to be, you know, constantly changing over the course of the season. And, and you, you, you've seen it, you know, in our play the last few nights. At no point has this group kind of mailed it in, you know, not, not overall, not on any given night. And I think that's something to be really proud of. It's something that says a lot about Mark and the respect that the guys in the clubhouse have for him. Um, and then the experience he's gotten this year has been invaluable. You know, he's created processes within the clubhouse, within the coaching staff. We've had conversations between the front office and that group that will absolutely help us going forward. So, uh, you know, it's easy to say that's, that is the biggest positive. But there are so many individual stories um, and, and individual things on any given night that, uh, that you can point to and say, hey, there's something to build on. There's something to learn from. So, um, yeah, no one, no one has enjoyed the overall record and, and you know, the, the nights when you, you come out with an L. Um, but you'd be crazy to not watch this team and see where the positives are. Yeah, let's end on this because I, I know you got to board a plane. Uh, you know, I get there really early because we start A's cast live hours before first pitch. So we're prepping. So I get to see when nobody's in the stands, nobody's in the dugout. 
I get to see all the extra work, all the extra work that's helping with going with the hitters, all the extra work going on with the pitchers when no one else is around. And I think you got to be not only proud of your skipper, but very proud of your co- coaching staff because there's hours and hours and hours of work that they're putting in with what? There's been 64 guys, I think, this year. The amount of time the coaches have put in this year, you got to be really proud of. For sure, for sure. And, and we could go down the list there. Eric Martin's putting in his program with the infielders. Emo and Marcus Jensen out in the bullpen every day with, with the pitchers. And then Marcus back out again before game time, working with the catchers down in the pen. Um, and you see Aldo out with the outfielders. And, and yeah, the list goes on. Bushy at third base. So, um, no, it's been a great group. They've worked hard. You know, Mark's done a great job managing that group. But, yeah, it's just another another long list of things that we'll take away from the season to, to build on. But you're, you're absolutely right. Those guys, those guys work their tails off. Great stuff. Have a good flight. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.